Welcome everyone to the Russell Show. I'm your host Russell Chowdhury and can't wait to jump into this podcast episode. Episode number 58, we have a special guest, Kathy Walden. In this episode, we'll discuss with Kathy the topic of loving yourself and a little bit about her own journey. So don't forget to subscribe, leave a review on our podcast. Let's dive in. Hi, Katie. Thank you so much for taking the time out uh, for our audience and coming to this episode. I really appreciate it. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, you're most welcome. And yeah, super excited for today's episode and learn about you, more about your journey. Also, the topic which uh, you chose, which is trusting your intuition. Mm-hmm. So before we get to the topic, uh, just uh, our audience and me, we'd love to know more about yourself. What made you become a life coach? What do you used to do before becoming one? And what actually motivated you to become a coach? Yes. Well, I've been a life coach for a couple of years and I'm actually a spiritual life coach. And uh, the difference in that is I go much deeper into somebody's spiritual life and, and who they are and how they became here and also helping them, which most life coaches do. They uncover old beliefs. I also uncover old beliefs So that helps people to know why they're here and um, also to be able to tap into themselves and their intuition, like we talked about. Mm -hmm. And um, I've had many lifetimes of many different things. I was a flight attendant at one time. I, yes, I was. And then I stayed at home with my children and I raised them. Now I have two boys that are in their twenties. They're doing great. They have their own lives. They're uh, just, they're very happy. And then I've been a photographer as well. So I do, I still do. Mm -hmm. I do some photography. I used to do um, headshots and parties, um, events. That's kind of what I really love is event photography. And then I've thought about becoming a life coach about 15 years ago, which is funny Mm because at the time I thought, oh, there's too many life coaches. And um, that's because where I was, there were a couple of people in a group I was involved in. Yeah, but they were life coaches. So I thought, you know, that's too many of us. That would be three of us. What I realized now is I wasn't ready for it then. I needed to do a little bit more healing of my own. Mm-hmm. I needed to kind of grow myself spiritually. And then, um, and then I started thinking about it again about two years ago. And I looked online and I was trying to find something that would fit who I was. And, and they were too business oriented. It, it just right. didn't fit who I was. Yeah. And then um, I was uh, looking at Instagram and I've been following Jay Shetty. Are you familiar with Jay Shetty? Yeah, Jay Shetty, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. He's out of, I mean, he lives in LA now, but he was out of London at the time. Yeah. And uh, he... Um, he's a really inspirational speaker and I really liked what he talked about. And then Mm -hmm. I saw on Instagram, they have the Jay Shetty school for life coaching. And I was like, okay, now that's more, that's more up my alley and my speed. So I took the courses and then I've been a part of that community now for, like I said, for about a year and a half. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I have some clients I'm working with now that are, you know, with my spiritual coaching and I absolutely love it. I've always known that I was here to give back in some way and yeah. to help others. And what I've realized with coaching, I, I'm helping them, but I'm really helping people to uncover who they truly are. Because yeah. I feel like sometimes we talk about how 
we need to heal ourselves. But I really think we're not broken. Mm -hmm. Society has made it seem like we're broken because we've, we've layered on all these things that aren't who we are. And now yeah. what we're doing is we're just uncovering all those things. That's what I feel like I do with my clients is we uncover what really isn't them and what doesn't fit them anymore. Yeah, that's, that's quite interesting. And like uh, one and a half years you've been doing the full time, like life coaching. Yeah, really for about, um, well, close to one and a half, but yes, about a, yeah. a little over a year. Yes. And I love it. I love it. It's definitely so it's it, what I'm here to do. Yes. Yeah. So I basically gone all in when we actually needed most in life coaches because during the pandemic and everything, right? Yes. Well, and it's interesting because I, I still think there's a lot of people who don't understand what life coaching is. And, yeah. and so they're not really tapping into that. And I think what I like about it is it's, it's a little bit like therapy in the sense mm -hmm. of you can go and you can share all of your things with somebody and they can talk with you, but they, but as life coaches, like therapists, we ask questions yeah. and we dig a little deeper and, but we are not giving you the answer. The answer is coming from inside. And I think that is so beautiful. I know I love to be able to hold space for people where they feel where they can be vulnerable and they yeah. can be themselves because so many times in life, we just don't feel like we can be ourselves. We have to yeah. put on that mask, right? We are putting on a facade for people to see who we are. And, mm -hmm. and the truth is, is that's really probably not who we are. And so it's really uncovering. I know that I played a role for a long time of the dutiful wife or the dutiful daughter or the dutiful friend. And then I realized two years ago, three years ago, that it was time to change it up and to yeah. be who, who I really am. So I sold my house. I left where I lived for 30 years and I created a whole new life because I felt it was calling me to it. I wasn't running away from my life. I was running to something that fed my soul much better. Yeah, that's that's really great. And I can see the excitement on your face as well. So you enjoying what you're actually doing. Yes. And that's the great thing too, because people take all their life in order to find their passion and what they actually love. And figuring out sometimes even though they figure it out still like there is so much uh commitment they have like a uh, family kids yes. and things like that it doesn't allow them to like go and fulfill their dreams so when i talk to someone like they're passionate about what they actually do it just makes me happy and i can see yeah. that to your face as well so yeah congratulations to you like uh, becoming you. a life coach and following your true path where you wanted to be so yeah, just back to the topic we chose for today, which is like a, you mentioned, trusting your intuition. So mm -hmm. what does it actually mean for you? And why did you choose this topic? And how would it benefit for our audience? Well, I believe that everybody has their own GPS system and I, it's a guidance provided system that I feel yeah. is from the higher power. You can call it whatever you want, God, source, higher power, universe. I believe it's all the same thing. So for this, I'm going to call it God. But I believe that we've been provided with a, in, that's our intuition, that's our gut, that is just for us. And if yeah. I tell you how to do things, then I'm telling you from my GPS system. And 
And my, the intuition is important because it really does guide your life into where you should be and what you need to be doing. And if you're listening to that, and if you hear those and feel those prompts, like I'm a feeler. So mm. I feel whether I'm going the right direction or the wrong direction. But in my younger days, I didn't listen to that, but I also didn't know that that was my guidance system, right? So some people, right. sorry, my dog is right there. Um, but some people will will get it by thinking through. Where did we stop? Yeah, so you're talking about your intuition. So, yeah. Yes, and I think that when I was younger, yeah, I didn't know how to tap into that. I didn't know how to trust that because people around me didn't understand that. Of course, that was also a different time. I think parents right now are doing a better job at listening to their children and listening to what their children are needing. Now, mm -hmm. we may have gone the other extreme where we then aren't allowing our children to have consequences to things that they're doing. But, yeah. but at some point, we're going to find the middle ground of all of that. But I think that, again, it took me a long time to find my intuition. And part of that also came from me learning to love myself. And that yeah. was something I didn't do for a long time. I, I really had uh, struggled with self-love. And I know a lot of people who knew me would be surprised by that. But my very, very closest friends knew that, okay, there's something else going on there because she talks a big game but right. or she gets angry or she's very bold, but there's something missing inside as well. Yeah. And you mentioned as well, like in before, like you had like a trauma in the young age. Yes. Yes. And so what, what sort of trauma you had to go through and how does your trusting on your intuition really worked and you break through this uh, kind of trauma? Yeah, that is so interesting. So I always knew in my 20s, I always knew that something was like something had happened in my childhood. I didn't know yeah. what it was but I could feel like something had happened. Mm -hmm. And, and then, and then I was kind of told by the, my significant other, Oh, get over it, move on. You're fine, whatever. So that's what I did. And, and then as I went on my spiritual journey, I started to, again, uncover, unlayer things that were going on. And then finally about four years ago, um, I hope it's okay to say this, but during actually during a sexual experience is right. when I had a memory come back to me of being molested as a child. Now, okay. at the time I was 54 years old yeah, and that memory had been covered up for that long. And, you know, I hear people who talk about, oh, people who have memories that come back, they're lying, they're this or they're that. And until I had my memory come back. Yeah. I maybe would have thought that as well, but it was crystal clear to me that mm -hmm. something had happened because I literally left my body yeah, and I went back to that time as that little girl and I went, oh my gosh, my whole life has been a lie. I have made choices because of that one thing that happened and then what continued to happen in my childhood. Yeah, And that is why I chose the men I chose. That is why I chose... I had the low self-esteem. That is why spiritually I could only grow so far. And now I'm able to really uncover all that and really grow. So when that happened um, four years ago, I was able to go, 
now I can fully take full responsibility for my life. Yeah. And because of that, now I'd been working on my intuition all along, but now I was able to get really real with myself. I was able to say, okay, you truly were a victim and now it's time to no longer be a victim. Yeah. Now you, now you can work and move forward in life. And so, so then I started really working on my self-esteem and my self-love and that also honed my intuition because then I would practice it. So mm -hmm. I would, I would be driving home from somewhere and I'd go, okay, if I go right, which is my intuition yeah. telling me to go right, instead I would go left just to see what right. would happen. And inevitably I would come across like more traffic or I'd be stopped longer. There'd be something that would happen. Now in hindsight, could that have happened if I turned right? Yeah. Possibly. But I was really, I needed to hone that intuition because I needed to know that that was not the right way for me. Yeah. And then, and, and that's when I go, okay, now I know that. Now I know what it feels like not to listen to my intuition. And now I can practice listening to my intuition. And that, again, I've had a lot of game changers, but that was a game changer for me. And now what I'm doing, how I yeah. work with people, what feels right for me to do, even, um, you know, what I talk about, I have to go with what my intuition is telling me. Yeah, uh, and which is like interesting, like it does actually work all the time, like trusting your intuition, like out of like a 10 time, does it actually work on a 10 times? Or you see like a balance between like a 50-50? Oh, for me, I think it works 10 out of 10. Mm -hmm. And, and, but part of that is, again, you have to be really honest with yourself. Yeah. Like really honest. You have to know what it is, who you're about. One, one of the things that really helped me was to understand what my values were in life. And right. when I realized what I valued were, was integrity honesty and courage, then all of my filters, that's my filter right there. Yeah. And that is what my intuition goes by is, is this honest? Is this integrous? And is it, is it making me kind of step outside of my comfort zone and go for something different? And mm -hmm. when I, which the last one is a little bit more challenging for sure, but yeah. the other two I've always lived by, but was I always even honest with myself? No. But now I can go, okay, now what really works for me? But people have to decide what they value. Yeah. And I think when they, when they know what they value, like, like yeah. can you tell me something that you value? Uh, it's just a prayers, to be honest, mostly. Prayers? Yeah. Yeah. So, so if you value prayers, then, then that is your filter. Yeah. And, and that is something that you, that helps you to trust your intuition because it has to fit within those parameters of what your prayers are. Right. Right. So that's how I, that's how I go by my intuition being 10 out mm. of 10. Yeah. But sometimes like what happens is, uh, we feel like this is our intuition and sometimes our brain tells you at the same time. And we, I think we have like a conflict on the boat. Like yeah. uh, with, we think ourselves, oh no, it's coming from my heart, but it's actually not, it's coming from our brain. So how someone can identify these things and like choose the right decision in order to wherever they're doing with their life. 
Right. Well, again, now I get it through my body. So through right. my, my body will actually tell me if I'm going the correct direction or not. And mm-hmm. if it's, if it's a no for me, my body will feel very uncomfortable. If it's a yes, I will feel very comfortable. And I think, you know, that it's from God or again, higher power source, you know, yeah. that because it will come usually more gently and it will be peaceful. And when mm-hmm. it's in, when it's your brain or your ego, it's going to come loud and obnoxious and like constantly harping at you yeah. because the ego wants to take over. The ego wants to know that it's in charge and that, and so of course it doesn't want you to listen to your intuition because again, I believe your intuition is your God provided guidance provided system, yeah. which is helping you to go the direction that is really the best fit for your life. Well, the ego is there set up to protect us. And it's not a bad guy. It's not our girl. It's just not bad, but it's still there set up to protect us. When I think about my past and when I think about the reason I forgot that memory, first of all, I was very young, but Mm -hmm. secondly, my ego set it up so it would protect me so that I wouldn't feel that pain because I would imagine at that young age, that would have been very painful. And then how how do I go to my parents? And I maybe was so young that I couldn't even talk or have the, the words to be able to say what happened. Right now. I hope my parents didn't know. I don't know. My parents are both gone now. So I don't know if I doubt they knew. Um, and with that being said, I think that that's how, you know, the difference between your ego and your spirit, the ego and your intuition, trusting your gut, you know, there'll be times where I, this is a great example of when you, especially for women, you get on an elevator and then somebody comes in behind you and you don't feel, they, they feel sketchy to you. There, there's Mm -hmm. something inside of you that says something doesn't feel right. But as women, sometimes we've got that people pleaser in us and we will stay on there anyway. Now, sometimes again, maybe it's fine. But that is where trusting your gut, trusting your intuition is really important because you need to get off the elevator and not yeah. worry about whether you upset that gentleman or not, or that other woman or not. I mean, you have to do what feels right for you. Yes, yeah, it's, it's like you're taking the action you need to be doing in order to finding uh, what was actually telling you, your body's telling you, your heart is telling you to do. Yes. So do, you, do you think like, is there also important like having a two kind of opportunity we have uh so we have something on the right hand side or something in the left hand side there's <laughs> both equally similar and probably got confused with the brain and your heart which one is telling you what to do do you recommend someone to write down pros and cons in both of them and then follow your heart or just go with your heart directly because you have to keep in mind in the both like a similar situation, the same kind of opportunity. Right. But you can right. choose one. Right. You know, um, I'm one of the things in my story I didn't tell you was I'm divorced. And one yeah. of the things my ex-husband told me one time was if the answer isn't an immediate yes, then mm-hmm. the answer is always no. Right. And I have always thought about that because I've thought when you think about it with your intuition, you know, you know, pretty quickly, if it's something you're supposed to do, like it, it just everything about it, just it all comes together, it all works together. Mm -hmm. 
And when it's, when you're unsure, then maybe the time is not ready yet to make a decision. Now, I, I right. think what I'm hearing you say is there are times where you do have to make a decision yeah. and you're really not sure which way to go. Do I think a list of pros and cons will help? Yes. But then we go back to what you said and that's prayer, right? Praying about it and then meditating on it to see what the answer is. Mm -hmm. I think those are two really great ways because you, you have to get quiet enough to yeah. really hear what your soul is saying to you. And I think that that's one of the issues I think we don't do right now. I mean, we've got media and social media and we've got our phones on us all the time. And when we have that constant, uh, you know, we'll sleep with the phones next to our bed. I mean, that's electronic stuff next to us all the time. But getting into nature will also help you to come up with some of those decisions, getting grounded, putting your feet on the grass, touching a tree, as crazy yeah. as that sounds. But when you're able to ground, that also will help you get to know and trust that intuition that you have. Yeah, since you are a spiritual coach, and obviously you believe in the faith and everything. So same as me. So obviously with our religious, I'm a Muslim in the background. So mm -hmm. we have like, a, when you're choosing some, two things we can ask god we call allah so yep we stand up for prayers and we make a prayer to him like if this something is right for me then make it easy for me if, if not then yeah. find me a different way and I, I did that for several times when i started my business when i was just before i got married and i don't know some people will believe it or not with uh got my because my family was proper strict in terms of like a love, love marriage. Yeah, so I was saying like, uh, yeah, so my family was like a little bit strict with getting a love marriage and everything. But after making the prayers, it got everything so smooth and I wasn't expecting that. Similar with the, like when I started a business, like uh, two opportunities there, like uh, one opportunity just fade away. I just saw all of the negativity coming through. So obviously it's, it's a no-no for me anyway. Um, but yeah. the second opportunity, it just gave like all of them yes and tick. So it's made easier. So coming to your point, yeah, just going for like a prayers and if you value them, it works in a way like how you want it. And you, you can choose between your brain and heart in the same way. Right. And I think asking for my highest good, mm. you know, in that prayer, asking God for what is my highest good? And, yeah. you know, because then, then you really are surrendering, but you have to also get to a point of surrendering control of everything to God. And when yeah. we're unwilling to surrender, that's also why it's hard to listen to your intuition as well, right? Yeah, because you are trying to control and manipulate basically everything that's happening in your life. This goes back to being honest within yourself. Like, mm -hmm. what do I really want? You know, who do I want to be? What do I really want? How do I want my life to look like? Yeah. And do you think like people should plan out about their future in order to with their trust and intuition? Yeah, I, so I think that's interesting. So what I used to believe when I was younger, when I first became a Christian, yeah. I thought, oh, God's going to take everything. I just have to pray and God will take everything. And, and what I didn't realize was, yeah, that's not how it works. Um, so now as I've matured into, again, loving myself, trusting mm -hmm. the intuition I have and really doing that spiritual work to understand 
my relationship with God better, I'm able to go, okay, this is what I want to see happen in my future. Now I'm going to make steps towards that. But I'm also going to trust that if God says, nope, that's not the direction we're going to go this way, then I'm going to give into that and go, okay, let's go this way. And that's why I look at life now as such an adventure. Because, you know, I always tell my friends, I'm like, you know, life's an adventure. You just never know what's going to happen. And I always think of that in a positive way, not a negative. I know that challenges will come. I know that I've had plenty of challenges, but I also know it's how I'm going to react to them that makes my life either harder or a little bit, I hate to say easier, but just a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you on that. And like when someone comes uh, to you, like uh, for like coaching advice, um, they need to, you have, need to help them through their trusting themselves and their intuition. What was the steps like for like changing the mindset they had from the previously? Well, really what I do, because I, I try not to give advice. That's one of mm-hmm. the things as a coach is we're, we're not, we're trying not to give advice, but I know some of my clients, I actually mentor as well. So we do a mentor coaching and yeah. that's where I can give them examples and, and advice and that. But I really think it's a matter of, again, getting somebody, some helping somebody to be in a safe space right. where they feel that they can really be themselves, that they know that they're not being judged. You know, I mean, we long to be with somebody who doesn't judge us. Mm-hmm. We long to be with somebody who can show us that unconditional love, even if we're feeling like the worst and we're telling you how horrible we feel about ourselves or how horrible we are. Yeah. Because I know the truth of them is they're not a horrible person. I know the truth of who they are is this beautiful, amazing, fabulous person that's having this human experience. Well, a mm-hmm. beautiful spiritual person having this human experience. And so I really think that what I do with my clients, I'm not sure there are specific steps other than getting somebody to sit with me. And we, we do everything by zoom right now because of, you know, the pandemic and which is great because then I've got somebody I work with who's in California and somebody else is in um, New York. And so I'm able to work with them, but it's really about having a space for them and asking the questions that we go deeper and deeper and deeper to uncover those old beliefs that are really holding them back because we have a lot of beliefs about what money is. We have beliefs about what it means to have love in your life. You know, you talked about getting married. I mean, we have so many beliefs around marriage and what a relationship and what love should look like in, and and romantic love, especially. Mm -hmm. Right. And what it means to be successful and people forget, like some people would look at me and go, well, she doesn't have a million dollars and she's not living in this high rise and she's not this and that. Well, to me, success means my life is very simple. To me, success means I'm working with clients that I love. Success to me means I'm in a healthy relationship for the first time in my life because I'm a healthier version of me. That to me is success. But we all see that differently. I mean, you, you, I'm sure know, as I know, people who have a lot of money and they're still not happy. They're still not satisfied. They're still looking for something else. And money is not evil. Money is important. It can help us do so many things. So I'm not here to villainize money or relationships or anything like that. It's really about 
finding a balance and all of that. And, mm. and how can we help each other? How can we help each other become, again, who we came here to be and better human beings and really be here to help each other, like really see what love with a capital L is yeah. instead of just, you know, I'm out for me and that's it. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. And we wake up in the morning and 99% of the time we chase the money, right? Yes, yes. We forget about the people around us, forget about ourselves. Uh, we need to take care of ourselves. We need to give some time. We need to self-talk uh, in the morning or in the nighttime at least. Appreciate yes. it, like uh, what you have and like the progress you made through. But the society and even the school books and everything, it just... Yeah. The bigger houses you have, the more successful you are. The better car you drive, make yeah, you more yeah. successful. It's, it's not actually true. Like, I came from like a wealthy family when I was uh, like a young teenager, and I had a sleepless night because both of my parents passed away, and mm. we had a massive mansion, eight thousand square feet in Bangladesh. Yeah. And I, I lived there for two years on my own because all my siblings and everyone from UK and that lives in the UK, and. Um, my uncle, aunties, and cousin brothers, they're all from US, uh, they moved there. So every night I was like uh, 14, 15 years old, having the sleeping pills, trying to go sleep, I couldn't do it. Oh. Uh, I stay awake till like uh, five, six in the morning when uh, the light comes in, probably gonna go for a nap like two, three hours and that's all. And all of my friends and everyone, people around me, the town, everyone thinks like uh, how lucky I am because I've got money coming in from businesses and I'm the only one. I'm just the youngest child. I'm probably spoiled and he's enjoying <laughs> in the mansion. But <laughs> inside the mansion, I'm just crying all night because I couldn't go sleep. Uh, there is anxiety, depression. I'm going through there is fear. And so money didn't solve the problem. So people yeah. probably think about success is like uh, money and having the kind of status, houses, cars it's not actually true like you mentioned you found your happiness working with the clients you love like right. the best relationship you're right now same with me right now like uh, I don't care about money coming in money comes and money goes um, that yeah. kind of situation with me as long as bills are paid and everything I'm comfortable living that's yes. of money to me uh, right now I'm happy with my child I'm happy with my wife the relationship yes. my prayers and connection doing the podcast interviews like that it makes me happy learning from you know, someone else Yes. So that's success to me, but the society is like to get the next level of success. The more money you have, the more followers you have, the more successful you are. Yeah, right. yeah. Well, and it's interesting because I really think that the young, the young adults that are coming in right now, the teenagers yeah. that are coming in right now, they're here to kind of change all of that. They're mm. here to change. That's who I'm here to support. I'm here to support those people because they're here for spiritual. I believe they're here for spiritual yeah. reasons. They're here to help change what success looks like. They're here to change what, and of course, for us older people, that's confusing because we're like, wait a minute, you know, you got to have nice cars. You got to have money. You got to have this and that, that is yeah. what makes you look successful. But a lot of these kids are going, no, I want an experience. I want mm. to travel the world. I want, and what better is that for people to travel yeah. the world? When you see the world, it changes your whole life because you realize the world is not just your four walls anymore. You realize there are people out there who are happy, who are suffering, who are having different experiences. You're trying different foods. You're trying different cultures. I mean, that is what makes our world the world that we are. And that yeah. is actually the most loving thing we can do. 
is to understand each other and, and where you live and who you are and the culture that is you instead of trying to change you into the culture that is me. Like that is like, to me, yeah. that is like, no, I don't think that's how God wanted it set up at all. I think we're supposed to truly, I mean, to love you is to love that you're a Muslim and to love that you love your family and, and that you love yeah. what you're doing. Like that is what love is about. It's not about saying, well, you're wrong and I'm right. That can't yeah. be love that because that, that put, pits us to, against each other. Mm. That is not what we're supposed to do. We are not supposed to be pitted against each other. We are supposed to be for each other. Absolutely, yeah. And all the time we come comes to like a comparing other self, like if our yeah. friends go like uh, something, we need to have uh, same car, same house, or yeah. guess same membership in a golf club. Even though I'm not interested in playing golf, <laughs> but yeah. the status level is going through, and we we're doing such a things like uh, our gut's not telling us to do certain things and we, we are doing it, right? Yes. Yeah. You, you're, you're content with the kind of like a profession you are, but you're saying your friend's getting a six-figure salary and now you're choosing your career over something. But over here, even though you're making $30,000, $40,000 a year, you'd be much happier. But mm -hmm. we are choosing something else, just comparing our friends, society members, or like a family, someone you see like achieving success. And it's just a competing. So we're not choosing to trust ourselves, our ability. And we don't ask the question, right questions. Like, right. why am I doing this, right? Yeah, and that's a great question. And I, I do think it's also more challenging when you're dealing with cultural yeah. parameters, right? I mean, there are certain cultures where it is still, you have to listen to mom and dad and family. And mm. until, again, but there's a new generation coming up who's going, wait a minute, I don't like how that's been going. And there are things that are happening that we've not talked about. It's time to talk about them. Yeah. I mean, I have a lot of friends who are, who are Indian and they're talking about things culturally that for them just don't work anymore. I mean, I have a friend who's gay and he's like, that mm. is not accepted. But now that he's being able to be out and be who he is, he is so much happier. I mean, we're, it's almost like we're, we want to kill our children in a sense. We're, we're killing their spirit by telling them, don't be who you came here to be. And yeah. I, that's, that's where I think we have it wrong. And, and, and if, if we could do anything for our children and for our friends and, and for our family is to help support them in who they are, help them yeah. to find out who that is instead of saying, nope, you need to go become a doctor and a lawyer because then I will know you're successful because I, then I can tell my friends that you're a doctor and a lawyer. You know what mm. I mean? I mean, and that is something where, but if you want to be a doctor or a lawyer, great, like be that. Yeah. But if, but if you want to be an artist, I have a child who's an artist and my only parameter for him was as long as you can pay your bills, that's all yeah. I care about, but do whatever it is that you love. And I used to tell that both my boys that I have twin boys. I told them that when they were little kids, mm -hmm. I told them that their whole life, I said, you can do anything you want to do as long as you're able to pay your bills, because I knew yeah. I'm not going to pay them. And I didn't want their dad to pay it. I wanted them to be responsible for their life. And, and that's why if you want to buy a big house, then you have to have a job that makes enough money to buy a big house. That's yes. great. That, again, that is on. That is what. If that feeds your soul, then by all means, go for it. Yeah, you have to ask. Like, am I doing it for myself or like a showing off? 
my parents yes. showing off my friends or co-worker I work with. If, yeah. if you need a big house for yourself, this is where you are, then go for it. That's fine. But you're getting yeah. for a big a mortgage or like buying for a million dollar home just to show mm -hmm. off, then it's just being stupid, isn't it? Yes. Like you, yeah. you, you're putting the burden on your shoulder so much that you're going <laughs> to lose your sleep. You're going to be depressed. You have like five years spouse and quality life not going to be there. Yep. Yes. I know that was one of the changes that happened for me. Uh, I was fortunate yeah. when I was married that I got to stay home with my kids and raise them. But mm -hmm. when we got divorced, then it was like, oh my gosh, now I'm going to have to work. Well, thankfully yeah. I worked it out so I could be at home until my kids graduated from high school. And then they went off to college. And then I found myself, what was it? You know, four or five, six years later after that, I'm living in this house it wasn't a huge house, but it was still a, a good sized house for one yeah. person. And I am busting my butt every month going, I got to figure out how to pay my mortgage and pay mm -hmm. the electricity and all this. And I started to go, now I understand how my husband felt at the time. Yeah. And I understand the stress he must have been under, which was a great gift. I feel that I was given to now understand how people who are the main breadwinners, how yeah. that, that pressure really feels. But then I also realized this doesn't work for me. This is not making me happy. And I'm, I'm not only am I going home, it'd be different if my home was filled mm. with, with people and laughter and joy, I would probably be more willing to do it. Yeah. But I was going home to an empty house. And that's when I thought, this is not the kind of life I want to live. It's time to get rid of it. And when I, <laughs> and actually it was two years ago, two days ago. And when I signed my papers to sell my home, I yeah. jumped and, and I was smiling and I was jumping out of the office so happy because I knew that burden had been lifted off of me. Yeah. I no longer had that stress of having to worry every month about where, how I was going to pay that house payment. And, and now I knew, okay, now I can take a little time to myself, figure out what it is I want to do. And that's when the whole life coaching came up and the spiritual coaching and healing myself. That was when I did a lot of that healing was after I was able to let go of a burden that no longer served me. Yeah, absolutely. And you asked the right question. Is there something for me? And you yeah. got the answer, right? And now look at you, you've been happier. So if you kept here, like you were thinking about how society going to think about you, were your family going to think about you or you're downsizing or something, then you wouldn't be able to do that. And you're going to lose your own split. Just oh, yeah. keep keeping other people happy. And they're not going to be happy anyway. Like uh, they're going to be jealous <laughs> in some way and they're not going to be happy. And they don't care about like you've got big house or small house. They're going to talk one or two days. That's it's over. And rest yeah. of the time, you have to pay your bills and your mortgage payment and everything. Exactly. Well, and it's funny. I had a lot of people going, why would you sell your home? How are you going to buy another home? What are you going to yeah. do? And I, I almost started to let that come in. But my intuition had been saying for like six months before that, it's mm -hmm. time to get rid of things in your house. You're going to be selling your house. It's time to get going. We've got other things for your life. It's time to yeah. get, get this burden off of your shoulders. And so I knew that that was what my intuition was telling me. But somebody else was saying, you know, no, 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 don't sell your house. How are you going to buy another one? Yeah. But if, if I, if I bought into their belief, I would have had my house during a pandemic, not knowing how I was going to pay my bills. And I would yeah. have had to have sold my house out of duress instead of by choice. 
You know, a lot of times we live our life by default instead of by choice. Mm -hmm. And I've decided that, no, I no longer want to live out of default. That's again, why I'm trusting my intuition. It's okay. What do I need to do to live my life by choice? Well, trusting my intuition is one of those. Okay, God, what, what are you telling me today? What direction do I need to go? And for me, it's how do I serve? How can I serve you the most? Yeah, that's great. So we are running out of time, Katie. So thank you so much for sharing your knowledge and expertise on the topic. If anyone of our listening listeners wants to connect with you, learn more about you, or like I want to work with you, how they can reach out to you? Well, you can find me on Instagram at Kathy Walden Spiritual Coach. And I also have my website now, which is www.kathywalden.com. I'm super excited about that. That's brand new. And it's, you can look on there, see uh, who I work with, and you can send me a message because I, I'm definitely taking on some more clients right now. I'm looking actually for two more clients to fill out what I have going on. And um, I'm very, very excited. And I really appreciate your time today. Thank you for having me. This has been really good. And I love to be able to talk about God. So this is really <laughs> fun for me. Yeah, the pleasure is mine. And I learned from a few things from you as well. It was great. Good podcast with you. So I wish you good luck with your business and your life as well. And uh, take care of yourself. Thank you. You too. Yeah, that's a wrap, guys. So you know how to find Kathy. Uh, so go find out about her on her website or reach out to her on social media. Until then, so stay safe, stay healthy. I'll talk to you in the next episode. Thank you.